What's going on? This is JLS from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the Nick of Time. And the Knicks beat the Pacers 104 to 94. So you know what time it is. It's time for the gunshots. All right. Julius Randle returns from health and safety protocol and drops a cool <laughs> 30 points on your head. RJ Barrett also takes his momentum from his last few games and gives you. 32 points. The Knicks survive an onslaught from the Pacers reserve. Skiles, who was looking like Michael Jordan out there, he gave you 20 plus points <laughs> along with Washington, but the Knicks defense buckled down along with some good rebounding and some free throws all helped the Knicks put away these lowly Pacers and finally, finally seems like hopefully we're getting some continuity back with these Knicks with everybody out of health and safety protocol no Kemba Walker even though you know, oh no Kemba Walker today no Kemba Walker today no Sims today nor learning with learning the well today but the Knicks pull out the victory decisively 104-94 and we're here to talk about it with my man with the man the myth the legend the legend the guy with the stats and the facts Ryan Z's in the building I'm glad for a Knicks win these last couple of games have been rough to watch. I'm, I'm just glad the Knicks won tonight, man. Yeah, man. And I'm, I'm glad to be back, too. I'm back from health and safety protocol because your man was, <laughs> was sick. <laughs> your man was sick, sick yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I woke up this morning. I was like, man, I don't know if there's going to be a show to this morning. I didn't know if there's going to be a show today. <laughs> By the afternoon, I was feeling a lot better. And we back here, man, talking Knicks basketball, these Knicks versus the Pacers, man. And we're here to talk about it. Um. First, we're going to talk about Julius Randle, man. Julius Randle, return. Return to glory. Julius Randle returns to this lineup. And I know for a lot of Knicks fans, it wasn't necessarily good news to them, <laughs> right? But what we saw today was vintage Julius Randle, who gave you the mid-range game. Um, he gave you attacking the basket. And it also seemed like he was more engaged this game today. And despite a few mishaps in the first five minutes of the game, it seemed like Julius Randle got it together. Um, what did you see from Randle today? And uh, do you think he'll be able to keep this up, Ryan? Well, I don't know if you remember, remember what I said when Randle was sticking up the joint. I did say that maybe Randall needs to sit for a couple of games and see if he can get his head right and then come, you know, and then come back and see if, you know, he can play better. And it's unfortunate that it had to come through health and safety protocols, you know, and him catching COVID and things of that nature. But I feel like just giving him that time off to where he can like, you know, sit down and, you know, hopefully I'm hoping that whatever was troubling him before he went to health and safety protocols, he was able to overcome that. And it seems like, whatever was troubling him before, it seemed like a whole new player tonight. It looked like the Julius Randle last season, the way he played. And tonight he was just making – first, I like the way he mixed up his game. Yeah. He he didn't force the game. 
he was letting the game come to him. Yeah, first five minutes he had like two turnovers. I'm going to try to attribute that to Russ. Bruh. But you know, <laughs> was that I, Russ? He's been rusty all season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 as the, but as the game went on, he mixed it up. You know, he took advantage of whenever whenever he had somebody smaller than him, he took advantage and, and got into the paint, went to the basket, scored easy baskets, took threes when they were available to him. Like he was. He he played basically inside and outside, which is what I which is what I like about Julius Randle. And then he was also making quick, decisive decisions. He wasn't holding the ball like he normally does, you know, earlier on in the season. Like he actually was making decisive moves, and I think that was the difference. And the fact that, you know, he grabbed 16 boards too, you know, and just killed the Pacers on the boards. I mean, I'm hoping that this is a turning point for Julius Randle because yeah. I like Julius Randle because. Last year, he was the reason why the Knicks even made the playoffs and went as far as they did. And if Ju- and if that Julius Randle can come back, then then this Knicks team is gonna you know come back and they're gonna you know start picking up games and start picking up wins. Yeah, like listen, man. As much as he's not the most popular guy on the team right now for Knicks Nation, we actually need a dude. Like we need him to play. Yeah. We need him to play at a certain level for us to even have a chance. We have we're looking at a schedule right now that's probably one of the softer schedules in the NBA at this point, at least for these next ten games or so. Uh, I think we're eighteen and twenty right now. The next, I think, what ten games or so, we have to, we're playing teams who are under five hundred. So um, we ha- we have to look at these guys like food. And to truth be told, we're under five hundred too. So those same teams are looking at us like food, right? <laughs> so yeah. like, but what we have to really dominate and take over and take advantage of the schedule especially considering the fact that you know our guys are all out of safety protocol right now so we it should be clean sailing um from here on out um but one of the things i liked about randall's game today was one like you said the rebounding right what you saw against the raptors and what you saw against the thunder uh his scoring side his turnovers aside is we weren't able to finish defensive stands when we couldn't get the defensive rebound. And Julius Randle is our the best rebounder on the teams, and you, you kind of saw how we when, how we missed that when um you know we would make a good defensive stand against the Raptors and be out of position for rebounds, and that and usually that's a Randle thing and even a Mitch thing. So um welcome back Mitch Mitch Robinson as well. Um, but what I want to say about today's game that I really liked was the awareness because bad man barrett <laughs> came to play today all right the bad man barrett came to play and he was aggressive he was assertive and he attacked at will went to the rim attacked Attacked the the big men, attacked Miles Turner, attacked shot blockers. He's attacked, attacked, attacked to the point where Bodmon Barrett had 19 points in the first quarter alone. Plus no shots for Bodmon Barrett. And what I liked about Randall today was he 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 allowed, he allowed himself to ease into the game, and it allowed me to it allowed me to uh to kind of. Reminisce last season. There was a point last season, Ryan. There was a point last season, Ryan, where Barrett and Randall actually started to develop some type of one-two cohesion type of game. And I was and they were looking for each other. Today, it looked like we was back to last season where both of those guys were looking for each other. And therefore, 
you see uh, the Badman stats. <laughs> oh, these are the old stats. I'm sorry. The Badman stats where he gives you 32 points on the night. So shout out to my man, Badman Barry. <laughs> Definitely need that for him today. Yes, sir. And Badman Barrett, the thing I love most about this game tonight is because often when you hear people talk about RJ Barrett, they keep on saying how, you know, he always goes left. He always goes left. When is he going to develop a right? When is he going to develop a right? But on the majority of his drives, my guy was going left. He couldn't be stopped. Could not be stopped. On a Ginobili. Stop it. You know he's going left. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. Exactly. Still went left. Still bullied in the paint and still finishes the rim. And I like the and I like that about RJ Barrett. When he drives to the rim, he uses his strength to get to the rim because you know, my look, my guy is diesel. He's built. He should be using his strength to get to the rim and get easy baskets and not settle for the three all the time. So that's the one thing I did like about RJ Barrett's game today. And I'm just hoping that this Barrett Randall combination that we saw tonight, I'm praying that this can be a catalyst to other games down the line where these two are going to show up because if we get good games out of Barrett and Randall consistently, the Knicks are going to start winning again. So I'm just hoping that, you know, these 62 combined points that we saw from Barrett and Randall tonight, I'm hoping it continues. I'm hoping. Yeah, the shot distribution today was like the story. Like, first of all, this is the first time both of these guys have had 30-plus points together. It's usually my turn, your turn. Um, so that's, that's a point. But also the, the shot distribution you already see right here, 60% um, from the field from, from Badman, 12 for 20. Also, if you're looking at uh, Randall, same thing, 12 for 20, 60% yeah. from the field. They both got their touches. Um, and for our future, for the future of Badman and the Knicks, you would like to see RJ kind of develop um, his game. And one of the things that you really want to see develop to, that he's trying to show today was his ability to finish at the rim to, at the beginning of the season. He started off among the leaders and finishing at the rim. Then those numbers have to fall off the cliff. I, I've, I've heard, um, who is it, Wally? I heard somebody say that the last four games he's been he's been finishing at the rim at a 70% clip. And that's something to behold because you, you can see it right now with all the with all the um criticism about how Barrett doesn't have the athleticism and Barrett doesn't have you know the the certain skills to get to the rim. He's still getting to the rim at a very high clip, and if he can start to finish that at that high percentage, then look out. Uh, and not only that, it was also complemented by the fact that he was able to hit jump shots in threes. And, but you know, it has it started inside out. He got he got going going inside, got comfortable, got to see the ball go in the basket. Then starts to hit the threes. Then in that fourth quarter, he went to that little mid range, and all of a sudden, all right, he's he's at three levels right now. So that's that's the thing you might you might need to see from Badman. You know, have him go to the rim, keep finishing at that high clip, get these touches, and maybe we can finally start to see the the bad man, the Badman that we envisioned him to be when we first um, drafted him to these New York Knicks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Badman Barrett. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fournier is the worst. Oh, Fournier was definitely. The oh, worst. oh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about Fournier. Trust me, we'll talk about we, Fournier. We we get into that man. We we, we get into that man. <laughs> we get into that man. But we have a couple of other things we want to talk about. But also, if you want to talk, if you want to call, call into the show, you already know. Do hit the three one nine five two seven six two 
for one and help us celebrate this Knicks victory. Knicks versus these Pacers, man. Uh, Knicks beat the Pacers 104 to 94. Um, but um, yeah, man. I like the shot distribution is something I really um is really glad to see. It's really good to see. But um, what I also want to talk about Ryan is um the lineup changes because you know we all predicted we're kind of trying to figure out how the season was going to go uh Kevin Walker he 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 gets he starts to spark he starts to say okay we need to power the offense through Kimball Walker uh Tom Thibodeau um um kind of played he played Kimball a lot Kimba's has sore knees now, right? Um, now there's news that just came out about Kimba Walker that um they te- they did a test on his knees and they found out that he has knee soreness. There's nothing more, nothing less, and he is day to day right now. But that kind of tells you a few things, right? Like, despite how good or how bad you think the offense will run through Kimba Walker, um, there's going the there needs to be a minutes restriction on Kimba point blank period. Right, we can't really think to rely on Kemba for the rest of the season consistently for thirty plus minutes. We might have to consider playing him twenty, uh, twenty minutes, fifteen, twenty minutes a game, even if he's playing well. Which brings me to this: if we start to see success with Kemba as a point guard, and now all of a sudden we starting to see Alec Burks as the point guard because it seems like McBride is now falling out of grace with the coach, um. Well, how do you see this offense moving forward, and where do you feel like um, we should go now? Who, who gets the keys, Ryan? <laughs> well, ultimately, from what I've seen from my point guards, my keys are still going to Derrick Rose. I waited for Derrick Rose to get healthy again and come back and hopefully give him the keys to the point guard because, yeah, Burks, Burks is a decent point guard, but I'm not – too sold on him as being like the point guy that's gonna get us through the season. Like I want, I still want Burks. I rather like I rather Burks playing off the bench on the wings. Yeah, that's why I prefer Burks seeing Burks. I don't really see Burks as a point guard per se, but at the moment, it's like okay, McBride hasn't shown well the the last couple of. Hours that he has, so it's understandable that Thibs is kind of calling him at the moment and pushing him back on the bench. IQ, it seems like Thibs is more comfortable with IQ coming off the bench. It doesn't seem like Thibs want to give IQ the opportunity to start at point guard, which I don't know why, but you know, Thibs has his reasoning of course, and so at the moment, I'm I'm hoping for Derrick Rose to come back, and I'm praying that when Derrick Rose comes back, he's healthy right, and give him the key, because if Kemba can't can't really go because of the knee soreness and you can't really depend on him to to um play high minutes a game, then it has to be in Derrick Rose's hands and then, you know, then have IQ and all the other guys, you know, play secondary roles at point guard. Yeah, that might, that, that might be it. Uh, it might, but man, until Derrick Rose comes back, we're going to have to survive somehow. And, yeah. you know, Alec Burks, I don't know what it is about Alec Burks. He just play. he seems to play better off the bench. You already saw, McBride starts the last game. Um, Burks comes in. He seems like he's steady. He steady that first unit, and you're like, okay, wow. I guess Burks is, seems really good. He seems like he he knows what he's doing. He comes in today. He plays okay, 
But it seems like as soon as he starts to play with the first unit, like he doesn't play as well. Like he he bricked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he was like over four from three or something like that. Over five from three. Um, he got a cool a, a couple of nice post ups on on Sykes. Um, yeah. But it just seems like he's better for that role. Um, but uh, I'll say this. I mean, it might be time for I don't know. This these four games might be the the games that we need to give RJ that running start to maybe have the offense flow through him a lot more than we have been. Um, especially considering the the point guard problems we're having. So, I mean, even though we might have a, a traditional point, we know have a traditional point guard and Alan Burks is technically bringing up the ball, maybe we do go with more of a... Maybe we do give Barrett the keys. I know people have been talking about give Barrett the keys for Matt alone, but this might be the time to really give Barrett the keys and have him have the offense run through him a lot more um, this upcoming season. Yeah, because like you said, at point guard, the Knicks don't really have much to work with right now. And if Barrett, because, because the, the what I see from Barrett is that when Barrett does get to the basket on a consistent basis, he does suck the defense in. And there was like, and there were a couple plays that he made today where he was able to pass the ball. I think one was to Julius Randle, right? When he when he drove into the paint, and then the guy that was guarding Julius collapsed into the paint, and he was able to feed Julius Randle for the easy dunk. And I think it was another play, too, where he drove into the paint and he was able to kick it out for three. So the thing is, Brad has the playmaking ability in him, but I think it's dependent on him getting into the paint and showing that he can, and showing that he has the ability to finish at the paint. So I feel like if Brad can continue on the route he's going right now, I'd say give it a shot and see if Brad can be consistent and see if he can actually join the defense when he drives into the paint and see if he can also, you know, feed his other teammates for easy baskets. Yeah. I, I, Cause at this point, I, I don't, I don't, man, I don't know if IQ is really going to get that start. I mean, IQ's on the night. Let's see. IQ on the night. How many minutes is I, IQ? 22 minutes on the night for IQ. Um, I think maybe Tom liked Burks on the taller. He wanted, he liked him, um, on Skiles, I guess. But 22 minutes yeah. on the night on IQ. I feel like IQ's minutes really came a lot more in that second half than the first. Uh, three, for, three for 10. Uh, it was kind of an up and down game for IQ. But um, a, he's a guy who I feel like if we do start him, the pace is going to pick up a lot faster. Um, the penetration will be there. It might be able to create a hot, lot more open shots. But I'm starting to see that IQ might have problems guarding first tier point guards, maybe. Um, that might be a concern, but I mean, these are the kind of problems that the coach has to deal with right now. But yeah, all in all, I mean, all in all, I know it's it's gonna be an interesting problem to look at going forward, for, for real. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But it seems like at the moment, Burks is gonna be the guy that um Thibs trusts that point guard until probably Rose comes back and. Or when Kemba's knees feel like they're good to go. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He likes that size at point guard. And McBride, man, I like McBride. McBride still has his chance. And listen, that doesn't mean you give up on McBride and McBride is a bum or any of that. Any of that. It just it just means, you know, you can still be hot at McBride. You can still, you know, get a chance. But maybe he just needs to work his way back to the rotation and, and regain his trust, man. But, um, uh, man, it's going to be interesting to see what Raw's point of view for, for McBride um, 
falling out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what he says, because I know he was Team McBride hard. And not to say I'm not Team McBride, but, you know, he had the flag flag. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. Salute to the chat. Uh, I saw a comment says, Jay Ellis, did you hear that Clyde uh, shouted out Nick of Time, said Nick of Time in the top. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did hear it. Listen, I'm telling people, if you if you can get me an audio of Clyde saying Nick of Time and a nice clean audio and give it to me, I'll give you a, I'll give you a KOT snapback. <laughs> KOT snapback. Straight up, I've been looking to have that in the intro for a long time. So um, if you get that for me, I'll give you the KOT snapback. Just let me know, all right? Um, all right, but shout out to the shout out to the chat. Shout out to Rich Jim, Fritz Alessandro, Picks for Timmy, Stanley Mann, um, Carrie Cox, Vibe Shop. Uh, oh yeah, and, our, and Don Hines. Everybody else was rocking with the KLT show. Also, shout out to still Knicks fans as well. All right, first caller up, my man JT. Let him know we want to talk about JT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that dub. Right, got gotta that come dub. With got that. Gotta come with energy. <laughs> this was a great, great, great win. Great win. From the last time I called, they did exactly what I asked, where they, they let the game come to them. They didn't force it. And I got to give a lot of props to Randall because you saw, you know, he was hearing a lot of chirping in the, in the, um, in the arena tonight. He was getting no love. <laughs> it was going off. He barely was getting an ovation. Nope. It was. I felt that it was so disrespectful. He was shooting free throws. It was so can RJ like, dang, come on, man. He's not <laughs> yeah, I like, caught that he's too. Hooping. <laughs> he's like... hooping. He's hooping right now. Show some love, man. <laughs> so, but I shout. The reason why I'm saying shout out to him is because um, when he had those two turnovers back to back, the way Randall's been playing all season, you could easily tell he would have got in his head and you know, mm-hmm. and, and and started playing even worse, forcing stuff up, trying to prove something. Hopefully he can really just learn from today's game. I know everybody. I know people are gonna say, "Oh, don't jump out the window." Look, we got the win. Let's take. Let's and let's legitimately celebrate this win today because right. it was a great win. So we can let's hope both he and RJ can continue playing the way that they're playing because they didn't. They weren't relying on the three pointer. They were letting the game come to them. Mm-hmm. I agree with a lot of people in the chat are saying RJ could have went off for went and had more if he was fed a little more, but. It is what it is. We got the W. This is why I keep stressing we need a point guard, a true point guard, because the thing is, if we have a true point guard, it makes the whole team deadly because Randall and RJ can play mid, but and, and Burks, but to have that as a primary position is not – that's not their strong suit. Yeah. So I yeah. definitely think – and I'm very eager for Rose to get back because the second unit does, just does not look the same. Same for Quick. Like, I know I'm on the, I'm on the opposing side where I just feel like – he ain't it as a point guard. He's he's a two. He's a combo guard. He's right. A combo. So he needs to share the floor with an actual point guard to reel him in and basically feed him and let him, you know, like like the way Rose do when they play. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Because quick is gonna quick is gonna is gonna check up the shot first before he looks to pass dish and playmate. And then also it helps to unlock Ovi. Now as far as McBride, again, like I keep stressing, Rose is so important because I want Rose and McBride playing side by side because. That's ideally what you want. You want the rooks to play with these vets. That's what they're there for, so they can learn from them. Mm-hmm. So that way McBride is getting more minutes, more minutes, and then he's eventually coming to his own, and he becomes his own player, and he learned from he learned from Derrick Rose. So that's what we hope for, because he's a rook. At the end of the day, he's not going to – he's not ready. He's not ready, to, you know, to, to lead the helm and, and right. go, you know, and lead the team. Especially as a point guard, that's a, that's a difficult position. At least as a center, your job is, like, stay, stay in the paint, don't be in the pole for three seconds to get us a call. Rebound, <laughs> block, go back up. That's what that's your that's your job. 
Right. Point guard, on the other hand, <laughs> he yeah. got a lot of work to do. But um, that is, other than that, Trying to think, I know I, I gotta start writing stuff down. <laughs> nah, I, nah, man, listen. I try to have little notes before I even start the show. Like, even though I don't, I can't write paragraphs. I like one little. Sometimes I just write one word notes. <laughs> try to, so I don't forget stuff. Exactly. Like, you like, all right. You like, what? what you like, all right. I'm tacking this point, tacking that point, tacking that point. So, oh man, the one, the one who's getting flamed right now, Evan Fournier. Yeah. Right. Man. 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 Because. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> with, with him, you already know I hit that button. You already man. know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, man. Like, bruh, again. Bruh. Got if he could hit his shots, imagine how how much of an effective team will be if Randall and RJ playing the way they're playing and Evan is hitting his shot. That means we're surfing the inside, both inside and the outside. But he's not. You can tell he's not feeling it. He basically got subbed out for quick, which I, I didn't like that. I felt Grimes should have closed out the quarter instead of quick, but mm. we got the dub. That's just my opinion. But regardless of what, as you see, as you see though, Grimes, Grimes or quick, most of these Grimes closing out the fourth, and Fournier is just not – I know he ain't happy, and that's the thing, too, with him, with his mental, because I'm like, I don't know if – right now I look at him like Austin Rivers, Enos Cantor, like so much, I love to be here, and then – you gonna get the rap in New York if you ain't playing up to par. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Pretty and, much. Yeah, and pretty much. And he's not. And the thing about it, he can't play through it because at the end of the day, Randall at least was playing through it. He was still getting his minutes, whether we liked it or not. Fournier yeah. getting no minutes. <laughs> yeah, Mm-mm. that man is gonna start, and that's and that's it. But as far as is, the great win is is how. It, I felt they played off of each other's strengths. Like I said before, it's what they need to do because we're not a running gun team with our primary guys. We are, you know, stop, slow the, slow the game down, like let them bully themselves inside, and they did it. Hopefully they just keep with this momentum. And and even if, because at the end of the day, even if we aren't winning so much, but if they're playing effectively like this, then you give it everyone else a chance around you to grow and we can just have a productive, we can just have productive games and, and such. That's all I got. Thank you. Of course, it's always taking my call. Everyone, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe. Oh, I didn't even say it's jealous. Glad you're feeling better. Oh, thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, y'all. And again, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my guy, JT. Man, I'll tell you, man, I woke up this morning. I was like, man, is it going to be a show today? <laughs> I said, it's going to be a show. I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, my gosh. By 1 o'clock. The brain opened up. I was like, oh, I could breathe. Everything was back. To, I was like, yes, I'm back. I was like, oh, oh, I was happy. Oh, man. Glad to be here for sure. For real, for real, man. Because that sucked. Right. <laughs> JL is back from health and safety protocol. All right. AKA, yes, sir, yes, I think sir. I had the flu. I think I had the flu pretty much. But anyway, Evan Fournier, man. I almost wanted to give Evan Fournier props in the first half because he was missing shots. Mm-hmm. But he was playing defense. I was like, this is the best I've seen Evan play defense with, without hitting a shot before. And then it it compiled itself, and he started missing shots and getting playing sucky defense. And I think the coach took notice because I think that's the last time we saw Evan <laughs> for the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but like you said, Grimes is out here. If I had to nitpick about the game, 
And I do, I do love the camaraderie that RJ and Randall was showing with each other. I feel like they was playing a nice little two man game. There was a few times where I wanted to see if Grimes had a couple of shots in him because he hit a shot, hit a three earlier. Then after a while, they was going through the hole, but I felt like they missed him a few times, really open for three. I wanted to see if he had it tonight. Um, but what did you think of the Grimes game versus Fournier game tonight? Mm. Yeah, I agree with you because. When I saw Grimes, I think it was the first three Grimes took, and it went in. I was like, it looked like Grimes' jumper is back. So I was hoping that they would find him a bit more, you know, op- you know, on the three-point line and have him take a few more threes, but that didn't really happen. But um, I think the main difference is I agree with you. First half, Fournier was not that bad because even though he wasn't scoring, he, he did make some defensive plays. I think he had, like, two steals or something like that, right. you know, in the first half. So Fournier wasn't bad, but I don't know what happened in the third quarter. Even it even got to a point where I was even questioning as to why he's still in the game with four minutes to go or so in the third quarter because now he, Fournier just looked disengaged. Like, he wasn't in the game. There were at least maybe two or three inc- inc- incidents where I saw Pacers players just drive right by him to the basket. Right. Like he wasn't engaged whatsoever. At least when Grimes was in the game, Grimes was engaged defensively and he was making the effort to guard his guy and to make up for other guys' mistakes as well on the defensive end. So when you see that, it's like Grimes is, you know, the guy that – well, let me let me just let me just keep it out like this. If Fournier continues to produce games like this, I feel like Sibs is going to have to probably make a change maybe. I don't know if he'll make the change. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I think I saw um, – I think it was – Ariel Pacheco on um I hope he's, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right on Twitter and he made a good suggestion where maybe it might be time to switch Fournier to the second unit and try him with the second unit as opposed to having him start games and maybe put Grimes into the starting uh, and put Grimes into the starting lineup with um Randall and those guys and see how that goes because right now Fournier is not really engaged with that first unit maybe it'll be better for him in the second unit where He'll be more of a primary scorer. Man, we've been we've been saying that on this show for what weeks? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> weeks, weeks. Because I've always questioned if Fournier and RJ could even play together because it seems like they both need the ball to be effective. Um, and especially Fournier seems to be disengaged when he's not getting the ball. More so than anybody else, so I'm I'm all in for that, man. I'm, I'm Fournier to the bench, Grimes to start, and Grimes is a guy who's going to you know, like you said, he played the the defense he played today was phenomenal. He was guarding two or three people sometimes out there in one play, and I was screaming and I was like yes, and he only had three points, but I was happy the way he played today with his little three points. For real, I, I'm all for Grimes starting. The rest of the way, would the coach see it that way? Um, he might soon. Yeah. He might soon. And like I said, if if we could, if we proceed to go this direction with RJ doing a lot more of the playmaking, um, it might kind of um, it kind it might kind of just increase the need for a traditional three and D guy in Grimes to kind of play his counterpart on the other side of the wing. Mm, straight up, yeah, man, yeah. Yeah, because Fournier is the type of player where if he's not scoring for you, 
he's pretty much useless on the court because he's not going to give you much defensively. So, Fournier is with the Knicks right now. You know, he's not on the trade block or nothing like that. We have him on the team right now, which means we have to try to utilize him the best we can. And if he's not engaged with that first unit, why not try with the second unit? Let's see how he is with the second unit. Let's see if he scores with the second unit rather than just keep him in a starting lineup and just have inconsistent games for Fournier. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree, absolutely. Somebody said, Ellis, did you have COVID? No, nah, I didn't have COVID. I didn't have COVID. I mean, I didn't take a test, but um, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure it's just the flu. I probably, I'll probably i probably take a test just to be sure, but I feel a lot better than I did two days ago. All right. Um, Next caller up. Let us know what your name is and where you're from. I think it's Jason from the Lower East Side. Yeah, this is Jason. What's up, fellas? What's, what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's good? I'm happy they got the win, man. That's what I, I, I didn't think they were going to. Even at halftime, I thought they were going to lose this game. You thought so? No. Yeah, because, like, the Knicks were playing good, and they were, were still tied at halftime. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this is just like, you know, just like typical Knicks loss, where first half is kind of good, next thing you know, they came back, and then they just kind of fumbled it in the third quarter. But, you know, it's good that Randall and RJ played well together, and RJ especially, because I, I've been killing RJ most of this year. Mm. And I, I, I think I don't like RJ. I was just calling it as I saw it. He was bad early in the year, mm. or most of the year. I hope he can be consistently this good because this is what we need. We need him and Randall to be the best players. Like, we don't – think about how many games do you come into a game and you're like, okay, we're going to need all these guys to play good because the other team has the best players. Right. Like, but if Randall and RJ can be this good, then, you know, we can actually go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some teams, not all teams. Yeah, I agree, especially if, like, strengths are kind of established right now. Like, now it just seems like RJ's a god driving to the basket right now. And if we can establish that as a strength, um, man, then, man, that will be gold for us moving forward. Yeah, it just yeah. It makes everything easier, too, because then from a team building, it's like you know who the two guys are. It's easier to find complementary guys. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, but here's my take, my real take of the night. The Knicks need to just trade Obi Toppin because Thibodeau is never going to give him the minutes he deserves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, man. I've been saying this since last year. All right. <laughs> I've been saying this for last year, man. I mean, I thought that there was a chance. Like, look, and he's gotten so much better. I, I, I'm not saying that, that Toppin shouldn't get the minutes. I think he should get the minutes. I'm just saying I don't see it happening with, with the way Tibbs is coaching. Like, he, like, think about it. The last two games, if you look at all the next players, you would argue Toppin has been one of the better players, right, Would you of the, in the last two games? Yeah. I mean, last the last game Toppin had, uh, what did he had, 19 points or six assists. Yeah. Uh, six assists, six nine rebounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And 45 minutes into back to nine minutes today. And I, I've said I've said this all year too. It was like if Toppin actually got twenty twenty five minutes a game, his trade value would be a lot higher than what it is right now. And that's what that's kind of irks me about trading him because I know he's better than what he's shown. But yeah, it, it pisses yeah. me off too. I agree with you. I think he's gonna go to another team and be a beast. Yeah. Yeah. I Either, either we need to trade him either for Christian Wood or Miles Turner. You know, probably throwing a draft pick too. But like players that Tibbs will actually play with Randall. Yeah. 
and stretch bigs. That's the other thing. I think I think I've come to the conclusion that Tibbs' offense is Tibbs' offense. It ain't gonna change. He's not gonna be running some sophisticated offense where there's like five different actions and guys are running in back screens. It's gonna be pretty simple. It's gonna be mostly read and react. Mm-hmm. But one thing I think that could really help the offense is if, if we had a true stretch five, because then Randall and RJ, these guys are not like amazing passers. But if right. you open the lane, I'm sure it, 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 it will be a lot easier for them to drive. Like we don't have like a great point guard to be throwing lobs to Mitch all day. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not saying you got to get rid of Mitch, but the way to really use Mitch, you need a great point guard. I, we don't have that. Yeah, why I, don't we just get a stretch line and can at least open the floor up? So that way, when RJ and Randall drive, it's it's not as crowded. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with everything. You want to say something, Ryan? No, I was just saying that you know because um Jason mentioned Christian Wood, and you if you remember our free agent show, I think I don't know if it was this past summer or the previous summer, but we were we were really high on Christian Wood as well because yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. You know, so they got they clearly they they were there are fans of Christian Wood in the front office. And I mean, he's gonna get traded. There's no way he's on the Rockets after the deadline. Oh no! Yeah, so, whatever. Yeah, they imploded. That happened. Yeah. He doesn't fit anymore. They have Shengun, who's been playing pretty good. You know, they have Garuba, who hasn't really played much. But the point is, they have other guys that are younger that they drafted that they don't need Christian Wood, especially because they're not gonna win anything in the next few years anyway. Right. No, yeah. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I actually like Christian Wood more than Miles Turner, just because. And maybe I don't. Maybe I haven't seen enough Christian Wood, but Miles Turner, I'm not sure how much of a good shooter he is. He's been. You know, that's my only worry with him. Where like he's streaky, like so. Therefore, like, is he going to be really a guy who people are like, oh, you have to defend him at the three point line? Well, like he's having a career year from three point line. I haven't checked in a while. But I think what he's is he shooting like close to forty percent from three, Ryan? Yeah, I'm about, I'm about to check right now. I think he's shooting close to forty percent from three, and he's uh, like I feel like between between Miles Turner and Christian Wood, I feel like Miles Turner would be more of a tips guy because he's he's a guy who's really gonna protect the paint a lot more than Christian yeah, Wood. Christian yeah, Wood Miles will. Turner. Yeah, Miles Turner shooting except for tonight. <laughs> Well, say, yeah. Yeah, except for the night when RJ abused that man. <laughs> yeah, Miles Turner is shooting thirty-seven percent from three, fifty-two percent from the field. So his his field goal percentages are are pretty good, Miles Turner. Right. Yeah, but that's dropped. I think it was at like forty percent earlier in the year from three. I just, yeah. I, I mean, he's not a bad three-point shooter, but I've seen too many games where, like today, did he even hit a three today? Like where he bricked a ton of threes. Yeah, like what was his shooting like? I feel like I saw Randall chase him off the three-point line today. Um, yeah, but that, that first is, game, I mean, he I'll, killed I'll us from 3 1 game. He like murdered us. I think we should get a stretch five that Tibbs feels comfortable playing with Randall. Right. Because he don't feel comfortable playing Obi with Randall. That's all I got, fellas. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Salute. Right, Thank you for your call. Miles Turner, five points over two from the field. Uh, two or four from. Yeah, two or four from. Two or four from the field, over two from three. Um,. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to gauge players off of one game. I mean, he had one game where he torched us. He's had like I think he had like a forty point game this season. So mm-hmm. I feel like the thing with Miles Turner is he's a lot. He might be a lot more talented than what he's showing right now. But also the other thing about Miles Turner is, I feel like he wants to be the man. Yeah, that's what I've been reading. So even if he is here. 
I feel like he'll feel some type of way if he's not like the the primary cog in the offense. He might try to I can see him trying to pull like a Jeremy Grant type of move, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna take and, less money to go somewhere else where I can be the man and prove I can do it, type of stuff. Go ahead, what was you gonna say, Ryan? No, I was just gonna speak on Christian Wood. His Christian Wood stats this season. Mm-hmm. Six sixteen point eight points per game, ten point three rebounds a game. He's and he's shooting forty six percent from the field, thirty four percent from three. So his percentages are not as good as Miles Turner, but you know he's still a double double machine this season. So, right, and I I, I, I kind of feel like Christian Wood is way more of a power forward in my eyes. Yeah, he's that. Yeah, he's definitely a four. He's not really a he's not really a five. Right, he's a stretch four. Exactly, exactly. So. I mean, and the other thing about Miles Turner is the cost. Because OB's value isn't that high, and like I feel like I'm gonna ask for the world. It can be Miles Turner. It's gonna be OB plus quick plus a pick, and I'm just like I don't want to do all that. Yeah, not for Miles Turner. Not for Miles Turner. I don't want to do all that. Even though I, having him next on our team, having a stretch five, would be ideal. If they want to have like two young guys in the pick, I'm just like I don't know, man. That's the way. It's, it's a little bit too much for me. Yeah, like oh uh, nah. Yeah. But I I agree though. I agree with the concept of we need to stretch five for sure. That's why I still keep saying y'all laughed at me when I say trade Knox from Obamba. Y'all laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the only thing is the only thing is if we bring a Obamba, like one of our bigs gotta go bid. That'd be too much bigs on our roster and not oh not everybody's gonna get playing time. So one of those bigs have to go if we were to bring a Obamba we, through a Kevin man, Knox trade. Our bigs don't even be healthy like that. Taz man. <laughs> Taj, Taj plays sporadic minutes. He will get Taj minutes. That's fine. <laughs> you get some Taj minutes to be a stretch big. Or, I don't know, or you can play next to Ryan. Man, I'm, I'm still with that. I'm still on that train. Next caller up, we got JR, man. What's going on, JR? Let us know what you um. Let's go what you want to talk about, sir. What's going on, y'all boys? JL is Ryan G. How y'all boys doing tonight? All right, we doing good, man. <laughs> we celebrate that win. <laughs> Finally, right? We got that feel-good win. It's been a minute since we got a dub like this. Like, yeah, it's been a real. minute. A long yeah, minute. RJ has been, right? Like, it felt like, what was the last time we saw Julius and RJ ball like this in the same game? It's been forever, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. It's been forever. I agree. But, um, yo, man, I agree with you too, man. I'm on that Mo Bamba train, man. I, like, for Mo Bamba, I will give something, man. Like, I, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential there. He'll definitely fit with the team, you know what I'm saying? Defensively and offensively. A lot of untapped potential there. Damn, so I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But um, what I was going to call about was, uh, I heard the, the caller before. Um, did he mention that we should be trading Obi and looking at uh, Christian Wood for Obi? Is that, uh, well, that correct me? Yeah. My, yeah not... he, he, I don't think he meant for Christian Wood specifically. I think he was just throwing out names, but he was basically saying that the Knicks need to stretch five and since Obi's not going to get minutes here, we might as well just trade him and see if we can get a stretch five in return. I think that I think that's what his main point was. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna keep it 100, man. Last time I called, I was talking about yo, get rid of Rand, get rid of Rand, doing like so. Rand today, he showed up. I loved what I saw, man. I'm like the the season is still young. I'm not giving up on this year, man. I would love for Rand to do what he just did today. Most of the remaining games, and for RJ to show off, for us to make the playoffs. Like we got way too many down years. Yeah. Where, like, we start, you know what I'm saying? Where, like, the season ends in December and January. Like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But that being said, with that being said, though, if Julius does this the rest of the year, I'm still getting on the call with OKC in the offseason. All he <laughs> does for me is restore his value. 
If you can do this all year long, straight up. Now I'm definitely getting those two first-round picks. I'm definitely getting that second-round pick. Man, they, they might even throw in Pokachevsky. I'll take Pokachevsky. Pokachevsky. The Pokemon? Yeah. Yo, Randall for Pokemon in two firsts. Yo, don't sleep on Pokachevsky, man. He's strong yeah, and stuff. But if you get some yeah, yeah, he got some games. Yeah, he got some games. You know, game, like, so I'm not letting this. I'm not letting this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like today, like, like I want it. I love the Knicks. And Julius Randle's a Knicks. You know what I'm saying? And, and like I didn't turn on Julius Randle in 2019. And and but after that Pistons game, like I feel like we've seen Randle. We've seen his extreme lows. We've seen his extreme highs and everything in between. And like when someone shows you who they are, you gotta believe them. You know what I'm saying? And we and we seen this man get shut down by Pritchard. We've seen people, you know what I'm saying? Like like we seen we've seen this all year. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still with that man. You know what I'm saying? Like like um JT, last time he spoke the gospel because he said what it was. You can't trade Randall because of optics and stuff like that, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like he kinda talked to me like like um off the ledge last time, but um <laughs> but still, we gotta trade Randall. And man, let's hope RJ can keep this up. Let's hope RJ can keep this up. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, man. Let's go next, man. And uh, you boys have a good night, man. All good right, man. Salute. All right, man. Salute, salute, right, man. salute <laughs> to my man JT. Right. <laughs> he says, "Good." He's like, "This." I don't believe you. We need more people. That's pretty much what he said. If, yeah. And uh, I'm ready to trade Julius Randle for two first round picks and. Pukachevsky, aka I call him Pokemon. Um <laughs> picks for Timmy gives us gives the five 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 cosine. <laughs> oh man. Uh it, it's one of, it's one of those dilemmas though, man, because it's like, okay, say for example, Julius Randall gets back to last year Julius Randall, he plays so well from this point on. It's like Okay, on one side of the argument, you have you have okay, he's playing great for us again. Maybe we should really keep him and see if we could try to build more pieces around him and RJ Barrett, etc. But then on the other side, it's like, well, now his trade value is really high. Maybe we can really flip Randall and get like pieces that really help the team as well. So it's one of those things where it's like, what to do? What to do? <laughs> well, I think I think we have I think we have to acknowledge that. Giving a, a small glimpse of what this team looks like without Randall, um, is not going to be all like roses and daisies once he's gone. Yeah, I think can we all at least admit that? <laughs> can we all like can we all at least admit that? I mean, bare minimum, right? Hypothetically speaking, if Randall is gone, we have a huge rebounding problem, like huge rebounding problem. And that would have to be like the next thing of need moving forward. So it's like we have to trade him, and then we would have to get like a a, a shot blocking center who can average double double rebounds. Like I think probably the first one of that. If if we were to move Randall, that's the first thing I think I would, I would look for outside of picks. Yeah, um, and, and me personally, I'm not really comfortable moving Randall unless I know I'm getting somebody in return that's going to make an impact on the Knicks. Like, I'm not just going to trade Randall for, like, picks and, you know, young, and, like, a young player. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, it got to be <laughs> – like, like, a, like, a player has to be coming back to the Knicks that I know is going to make an impact. You know, like, for example, Fritz in the chat, you know, saying, like, 
for example, if, if Julius Randle's being sent to the Kings for Darren Fox or being sent to Philly for Ben, for ben Simmons, I'd be like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I would make that trade. Those are guys that can actually help the Knicks, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not really on the on the on board with, you know, just trading Julius Randle for just any damn thing. Like it gotta be for something good. Right. He says we already have Sims. Is Sims ready? If Sims ready, I know uh, he, I don't know if Sims is ready right now, man. Like he has he shows good flashes. Absolutely. But I'm not sure if he's ready, ready to get like 25, 30 minutes a game. I'm not sure if that's where we at with him right now. I'm not even gonna lie, man. Like Sims yeah. looks really good for stretches. And it are stretches where his defense is like he's out of position pretty bad. Not to say he's not potential there. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's, it's potential. But I think at the moment, you know, we still need, you know, competent bigs to pair with Mitch. You know, when Mitch comes out the game, you know, you got Todd, you got Noel, you know, guys that'll, you know, be, you know, well-positioned on defense. You know, Noel can at least still affect the paint with his block shot, with his um, shot blocking ability. Yeah, Sims, I'm not sure yet. Right. <laughs> Yo, and another thing with De'Aaron Fox, I keep saying this. I feel like if, if Knicks ever traded for De'Aaron Fox, I feel like Tibbs would be pissed. <laughs> I feel like Tibbs would throw a hissy fit. Man, he's like another small guard where I can't switch on and play my defensive schemes. Like I feel like he's gonna be mad. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tibbs can live though. <laughs> he said, "I, mean, I don't care." Exactly. This can live because I don't care. <laughs> because I mean, what what he provides on offense, it, 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 like I think he would transform the Knicks' offense if he was to come to the Knicks. But you know, all these are pipe dreams right now. You know, just you know, us just throwing ideas out there, be like, hey, you know, if Knicks can get this guy, how would it look like? You know, I feel you. <laughs> personally, personally, I like De'Aaron Fox personally. <laughs> but that's just yeah. me personally. All right, all right, all right. Do we have any more callers up, or we? Or should we wrap up the show? Um, unless you have another topic, I think I cover really everything I really want to talk about. Mitchell Robinson's back, came back for day, had a de- decent showing, eight points, eight points, eight rebounds on the night. I saw somebody say he was really trying to prove a point and grab all these rebounds in front of uh, Miles Turner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no rebounds. This is my this is my game. All right and. Yeah. Taz Gibson, is it me or Taz Gibson complained way more than than usual this game? Well, I'm, Taj was having kind of a rough game though. It was it wasn't your typical, you know, Taj game, right? Felt, on and on the defensive end, I feel like that's why Dibs won with Mitch, you know, in the fourth quarter because Mitch was having a much better defensive game and. You see, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you could say this is one of Taj, you know, one of Taj's, you know. I guess, you know, rough games for the Knicks. Exactly, exactly, yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, you know what? That is our show. Let me wrap up this show by saying, um, going forward, man, I hope we see this type of aggressive RJ kind of being the cog of our offense moving forward. I would love to see that. I would love to see um the two-man game between RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. Some abundances we saw last season. I would like to see that more as well. Hopefully, find some type of new synergy because let's, let's, let's keep it real. With Akimba being out and having his sore knees, we can't really rely on him all seasons to be the Kimba we saw for that week. 
So we're going to have to find other ways to be effective on the offensive end. And this might be time for RJ to shine and, and actually take the, the reins. All right. Um, Next. When is the next game? Next game up. Thursday against the Celtics. Um, this is a big game. I think I think we're pretty close in this in the standings too. This yeah. is a big week, actually. This is a big week because um we play the Celtics twice. We played them on Thursday and Saturday. Oh. Yeah. Play them Thursday and Saturday, so we could really make up some headway and really beat. You know, and really, really um, start to cause some separation with these uh, with these Celtics. What's, what's 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 the standings right now? Hold on. I think the Celtics are two games over five hundred, if I remember correctly. I think I saw nineteen and seventeen, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. Yeah, I gotta look it up. Celtics are eighteen and nineteen right now. Oh, okay. That that was another team I saw then, eighteen and nineteen. Yeah, Celtics are. Let's see. I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go look for that right now, so you guys can see it. Ooh, all of a sudden, my my throat is, is feeling sounding froggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, might might have to go back to health and safety protocols <laughs> for another day or two, man. <laughs> I was like, why? Where did that grumble come? Why I sound like wheezy all of a sudden? <laughs> all righty then. Yeah, yeah so there's only a half game of bubbles. They're in the number 10 spot right now. Right. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yeah, Celtics at the 10th spot. They're right above us, you know, so we beat them. That will put us above them at 19 yep. and 20. We leapfrog, yeah. So we need these two wins for sure. We yeah, kinda, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And we got the Raptors sitting at 17 and 17. So two wins will put us at 500. And then we have the Spurs next, who should definitely beat as well because the Spurs are also struggling. Yeah. Um, yo, this is a, this is a big opportunity for these Knicks to play all these games at home. They're gonna have all this extra time to shoot shoot in their own gym and not travel. This is this is time to make a push. It's now I feel like January, this January leading into the trade deadline is really gonna decide our fate. Straight up. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. All right. Um, yeah. That is our show. Next show will be Thursday versus the Celtics. We'll be talking about Nick Celtics. So you know, Ryan, let her know. Let her know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G-I-C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G-K-O-T. All right. You also know you can find us. You could find um you can find us at the KOT show on Twitter. Um, the Nick of Time show on Instagram, especially on Instagram. You can definitely follow us. We're getting kind of close to 10K. We've been hovering around that 30 mark for a while. I got sick, so I didn't I wasn't able to uh, update the Instagram like I usually was. Um, but I'm back now, so it'll be back to being updated. Um, but we're very close to 10K. And after we get to 10K, we'll be, be doing a giveaway, a KOT snapback giveaway after we hit 10K. So definitely follow us on Instagram. All right? And also, you know, you can you can follow us. Uh, you can go to our blog at thenicktimeshow.com as well. All right? So 
that is our show, guys. One last shout out to people in the chat. Jason M, GR Acosta, Sang Freud, Pigs for Timmy, Don Hines, everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. Um, I'm out of here. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. out New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.